You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're talking about spirit and soul and body. My text is 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you're going to live a successful Christian life, you have to learn how to deal in all three dimensions. So we've said this repeatedly throughout this series. You feed your spirit. You renew your mind or your soul, and you control your body. That's God's program for the three. Now, a lot of people don't realize how they can take charge of their lives mentally and take charge of their feelings emotionally and the feelings of their flesh. They don't realize that it can be done. Uh, you cannot think yourself into victory with mental faculties alone. I can tell you this, that the mind is a very difficult thing to harness. I talk to people all the time, say, you know, I try to read my Bible every time I sit down to read. It just, I don't get anything. I can't concentrate. It's very difficult to do. And the mind can be very difficult to harness. And then also, you, when your mind is difficult to harness, your flesh is difficult to harness. I, I know I shouldn't do that, but it just, I'm compelled to do it. I, I have such strong feelings there. And the New Testament tells us how we do this and makes it a very simple process. The problem is we don't take the time to read it or understand it or we don't get taught how this is to happen. The New Testament compares your body to a horse and it can be an amazing help to your life, just like a horse was an amazing a source of strength to the people who had the power of a horse. And we still use the term today, horsepower. Uh, the horse has amazing strength, and, and you can't control him by yourself. Only way you can control him is to use the tools that God gave you to subjugate him. So I'm going to read James chapter 3, verses 2 and 3 from 26 translations. Here's what James says. We often make mistakes, every one of us, but whoever avoids slips of speech has a character that is fully developed and is able to control his whole body as well. James says that the key to controlling your body is through your speech. Now that's what he just said. Now he said if we put the horse's bridles into their mouths that they may obey us, we control the rest of their bodies also. So James tells us that the body can be controlled by the tongue. Then he said in James 3.8, but no man by himself can tame his tongue. The tongue can no man tame. Now, there seems to be a conflict here. On the one hand, it seems that we can't control our tongues. And on the other hand, he tells us to control our tongues. What is he saying? It seems to be a contradiction. 
it isn't a contradiction. He is saying you by yourself without help from an outside source can't begin to control your tongue. Just as he said, we put bridles into the mouths of horses to control them. He's saying that there is a bridle or something from the outside that can help us to control our tongues. Well, the bridle is not a part of the horse. It, it's not born into the horse. It's not made into the horse. The bridle is something from the outside that we put into the mouth of the horse in order to direct the horse to where we want it to go. This is the bridle. It's the bridle for the human mouth. And as we begin to put God's Word into our mouths, we have a much easier time much easier time, controlling our thoughts, our flesh. Listen to what God said to Joshua. This is Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. He said this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This is interesting to me. Why wouldn't God say it like this? This book of the law shall not depart from your heart. Why wouldn't he say that? If I were to do a survey today and ask people to fill in the blank, this book of the law shall not depart from your what? And go to churches and do a little survey. I guarantee you over 90% of the believers would say heart is what belongs in that, in that blank. This book of the law shall not depart from your heart. That isn't what he said. God knows something that if you can get it into your mouth repeatedly, it will fall into your heart. You will make it a part of your heart. In fact, it will also dominate your mind. Listen to this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. You can't even do it if you don't put it in your mouth. God knows that the ability to do His Word is not in you unless you put it in your mouth. But if you put it in your mouth, it will give you the ability to do it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. This is so important. This is such an important principle that God used this to bring us into His own family. And I want to show you this in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. These are the two verses that actually give you the how-to in accepting Christ. They're the two most important verses about receiving Christ in all of the New Testament. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And, 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 and let me tell you a story. When I was a kid, uh, 10 years old, went to church with my grandma, and I said, Grandma, how can I know I'm going to heaven? And she said, Honey, you disbelieve. And I said, Grandma, I do believe. I think I believe. I want to believe. How do I believe? And she said, honey, you just have to believe in God. Well, I believed in God. But my grandma didn't know that verse. She wasn't aware enough of that verse. She might have read it, but she, she wasn't aware enough of it to explain it to me, to have me pray to receive Christ. Here I was, ripe for the picking at age 10, and she couldn't tell me this verse. She said, all you have to do is believe. Believe can be so abstract that it's not a super 
concrete bit of instruction. But this is extremely concrete. In other words, this nails it down to action steps. Listen to this, Romans 10, 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now here the Apostle Paul equates what we say with the mouth to what we believe with the heart. He puts them both on the same level. You can't have one without the other. If you want to believe in your heart, you must confess with your mouth. Now, He's telling us this is the way we receive Christ. He lays it all out. If my grandmother had said, Honey, right now we're going to confess Jesus Christ. You're going to pray. We're going to confess that Jesus is Lord. She could have led me to Christ right there in the backseat of the cars. We were on our way to church. Do you know that I went to church several times with my grandma when I was in the fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade? Nobody, nobody ever told me how to receive Jesus Christ. Not one time. Part of the reason is they didn't think I could because I was a kid. But I was ready to receive. Nobody told me how. That's one of the reasons I went on to develop a great children's ministry because I knew that there were hundreds of thousands, if not millions of children out there who would receive Christ if somebody would only tell them how. And uh, I made that a very important part of my life's work. Now, how do we believe? We believe by accepting mentally and accepting in spirit what God has said, but it is incomplete until we say it. And I have learned over the years the importance of saying the word to bring it into my being. There are days that I open up my Bible and I don't feel God. It's like a million miles away. I can't feel Him at all. But I've learned that if I want to capture my own imagination and capture my mind, I will say what the Scriptures say out loud so that I can hear them with my own ears. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I believe the most important application of that is when your own ears hear your own voice saying, reading the Word of God. And I tell people all the time, if you have Bible study time and you can't seem to get into it, read out loud. Read it out loud and the Word will take charge of your imagination. And that's how it works. And uh, this is why God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You can't believe it until you put it in your mouth. Putting it in your mouth will help you to embrace it and believe it. It will wrap your mind around it. And so the key, into, uh, uh, the key of living victoriously in spirit, soul, and body is through the Word of God. And you put the Word in your mouth just like we put the bridle into the mouth of a horse, and that's how we gain power. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this series. We've got a new one coming up, so don't miss that. And we'll be starting here in just a few days. And uh, thank you for joining me today. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.